You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so glad that you are working with me today again on the podcast. I hope that your Monday is starting out well or wherever you're listening from in your work week or weekend. I am so glad we get to spend this time together. I feel like I'm starting to come out of the rubble of a really good book launch to just be with my people and a little bit more in my family. We had a full family weekend again, but I was also able to get away and escape and think about Uh, my book launch plans in the midst of family, and also you guys and read reviews. I'm so grateful. I'm also so grateful for the voices who have told me they're hearing my voice amidst the pages. I'm so glad. Of course, if you're listening to audio version, you're also hearing Rosemary Benson. Let's face it, she's an amazing reader. But I am so glad that you've been hearing my voice in the pages otherwise, because that is what I want you to hear. I want you to hear me encouraging you. And you shared today uh, that you feel like I'm with you in the shadows. And so, yes, let's walk you through those shadows and towards your marriage mission. And let's do some of that today as we look at how we can make sure that you are as healthy as possible for this journey. So you got to hear some of my stories about Beehive Mountain and how I've had to look at my own vices, absolutely still have to look at them. You also maybe have been able to hear uh, how Wes and I are in opposites attract marriage and how we have had to walk this journey of finding our glow together and truly allow ourselves to heal the the differences and also use those differences to bless the world, right? And I hope that's what you're going to do too as you find your way through the shadows Um, because you're certainly not going to be exactly the same as your spouse, even if you're the exact same Enneagram type, you guys are still going to have different wings, arrows, things that you're in that day. Like if you're a three, you might be like, yeah, but I really lean to that artist four and and they're a three, but they really lean to that two where they're helper giver more. And I'm more social than they are. They're more self-preserving. So there's all these different overlays, even cultural overlays we may wear that are going to keep us uh, really tied to each other, but also uh, different. And so we can challenge each, challenge each other. So these are the marriages that really make you stronger. Just like if you're doing a workout and you have that partner to say, keep going, keep going, you can do this. I know that I have that with my Pure Bar and I really love it because I know today we actually had um, Tuck and Glow where we were in the dark and um, this funny, uh, our teacher, she's actually three. She was like, Krista, I you know, she was just telling everybody, but of course I heard it to me. Um, and I told her this afterwards, but she's like, just because you're in the dark doesn't mean I can't see you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like called out. And you know what? Yes. And I guess we need to look at that as something God says about us too. Like just because you're in the dark of those shadows doesn't mean I don't see you. Um, and if you really want to find that mission together, you have to be authentic with who you are. And that's my biggest message for you this whole week is finding that authenticity, uh, with yourself 
as we then try to do that with your marriage partner, right? Because we're not going to find our mission in marriage together if you don't even know who you are. So the first thing I want to have you do is really walk through to figure out what your personality type is in a nuanced way. So whether you do this through one of my freebies at enneagramandmarriage.com or you really take time to delve into the book, I go through every single one of the types in depth at the early chapters. And I really even dive into uh, the depths of each as we move into chapters one and two, because I really wanted you to have a sense for like, here's what I look like when I'm really healthy. Here's what I could look like when I'm moderately healthy. And here's what I could look like when I am not doing very well at all. And I really had to think about whether I would include all of those elements into the book, but I decided I would for this reason. You cannot find your marriage mission unless you're facing your shadows squarely. And I know what people have said to me over the years and sessions, and there is not one actual story in the book other than my own stories. Um, and even my stories are from my perspective. And you, you heard Wes on the podcast. Every person has their own perspective. But I think that what I really want you to know is there's compilations of many, 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 many stories that I've been blessed to hear from uh, hundreds and thousands of people on between the Instagram and the podcast and the sessions and the friends and family who have shared with me. So I really feel like our voices are here and that we can really learn if we decide to get to know who we are. But that is an essential step is, you know, we're asking God, if you're a person of prayer like me, you search me and know my heart, right? And so you've got to do some of this work to figure out who are you even if you want to find that mission. And then you've got to come clean about it to your spouse. I know uh, that was really helpful in my parents' marriage. I didn't share this part in the book, but my mom had to really share. She's like, I am Dr. Newman's daughter and nobody believed her in her extended family. Everybody's like, no, 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 you're a Spalding, you're part of the Daughters of the American Revolution, and she loved her DAR meetings, and she got me to join the DAR, and then all was the cover was blown when we did the DNA test, and sure enough, all the relatives on her side that we were finding were Newmans, and we called them, and my brother and I we were like such nerd genealogists, we're just like, okay, what's going on here? And sure enough, it was all these people like, yes, our grandfather was Dr. Newman, and we just put two and two together, and we're like, wow. My mom was hiding this heritage and thankfully my dad believed her, but this is what she was writing sometimes in her journals in her mental hospital stay in the early 1980s when they still had these, uh, you know, some of them were private, but some of them were public that she was in just weren't good places that did not treat her with the dignified, even human qualities that you would want to be treated if you're dealing with uh, mental health issues. And, and so it was really sad to have to learn that about family hiding on even this kind of posthumous way from her life, but also just in your life when you think about like, what have I hidden? What's been hard? Maybe your spouse knows, maybe they don't. Um, what does not get revealed in your life does keep showing up typically though. So that's important too, as you're discovering who am I authentically. So I'd like you to take some time this week to really discover that and to ask yourself that question and ask God to remove layers if there's uh, masks that you're wearing. And it just depends on your life season, your personality type, all that. I know my son was like, oh my gosh, I'm new to middle school and I'm watching this boy mimic somebody's behavior. And I'm thinking, Jack, we all do that to a degree. And I love that also that Jack was able to be like, I'm not doing that. But I also was like, you know, that's, you know, that's the social theory in, in 
play in work with kids. Like we have to learn from each other and community is that we teach each other and we co-regulate for each other. Maybe my voice is even co-regulating for you right now today. And you're like, oh yes, Lorelai Gilmore, fast talking voice. I love it. Others of you are like, you know what? I'm going to speed this up even more or slow it down. But either way, we're trying to influence each other for good out there. And it's hard to do that when you don't know who you are. And I know that was a hard struggle for my mom. I know for some of you, that's a hard struggle. So I want you to fight for it. And that's something I take from my dad and that she could take from my dad. And when I did tell him, hey, this was mom's test results. And he's like, I knew that. She told me that years ago. And this was a great confirmation for me to learn that. Um, That was really a powerful moment for them to share as a really deep, soulful couple that they knew and loved one another for who they were outside of what the family had said. Kind of also helped me to understand why my mom leaned into my dad's Croatian family so much and with such love and grace because they accepted her and loved her for who she was. And they didn't pretend that she had to be, you know, this high collar, highbrow person where when we would go visit her family in Cape Cod or Maine, and they would say, you know, are you going to put your different clothes on? Even when Wes was with me and I'm like, I just, I, I only have the one outfit for today. <laughs> so like, you know, even just having to change outfits, like tells you like, uh, and that's probably why I love Gilmore Girls because Rory's grandparents on the East Coast are like that. And I'm like, yes, like I know why Lorelai wanted that space um, because my mom and I wanted that space and my sisters and my brother. And you can still love people even if you need space from them. But the truth is, you know, the person that you partner up with needs to know the real you. And that can be really hard to share. But even before they know you, you have to know you. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out too, because marriage is long and we get this journey to do that. I had to do some uh, church hurt work. I had to do, I still do that work sometimes. Um, I have to learn that the stories I tell aren't always healthy or true. Um, I'm sure you have to do that too. And I also have to figure out what stories did I maybe leave behind on my journey to becoming who I'm supposed to be. Uh, Some of them, if you are reading in my pages of my book, you know, I was seen as an athlete and a student council person after middle school. I literally can remember throwing off my National Junior Honor Honor Society stuff and running away from the band in high school because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is a culture that I can tell is not going to get me to the top of the Escalon that I want to get to. And it was this moment that I just said, I'm leaving this culture and I'm coming over, not to the dark side, but just to what is general and forgetting my specific light that I had to carry. And that was a dark time for me where I really didn't shine very brightly in high school. And uh, then I started to, and it was more along the lines of popularity and, you know, might makes right and actually anyone who knows me is probably like, you're a gentle spirit. Like you're not like a might makes right person, but I just mean like in terms of like doing what I needed to do to rise up and trying to find older friends, older boyfriend, um, some, everybody, you know, I wanted them to be really smart, really popular, really athletic, whatever I could do to rise up to those ranks of like, This is going to get you where you need to go, Krista. But I had no idea what my own gifts are or what I wanted to do uh, in that season. Even if as a child, I had done this therapy with my parents and friends, it was like this second part of high school. I was just frozen. Like, who am I and what can I do in the world? What can I be? And maybe some of you can relate to that, that before you really had a friend, a spouse, a teacher, a mentor to help you to rise up. You had no idea who you were. 
And that was incredibly hard. And I'm trying to help my kids to have a sense for who they are and where they're going. And I can just see even for them, it's hard doing that work, especially if you had trauma layers, which sadly in our world, we see so much of that. And we see that even happening in the war today that you just can say like, ah, I want to be healthy and shine my light because I can already see young new generations of trauma rising up, right? And so we have to do this work, not just for ourselves, but ultimately for others. So ask yourself, what are my gifts and what have I always been good at that people have said when I was listening, when I was in a place to receive, when I wasn't wearing the masks, what have people said about me? And I went back to, oh my gosh, I remember the teacher reading my stories out loud in class. I remember the professors reading my stories out loud and my professor saying, let's do a research project and, you know, come to this Youngstown University and present it with me. And I've shared all this on the podcast before, but these are the ways I want you to start thinking is what was I good at when I was listening to those who really cared about me and That is important to this whole process. And also, what were people saying? Maybe not because they wanted to be mean, but when they just didn't know who I was. Like, for instance, I can remember a moment where I didn't feel very allowed to be who I wanted to be when I was a kid because literally this lady was so sweet overall, but she was like, what's everybody's favorite colors in class? And three girls in front of me had said their favorite colors were pink and purple. And I can specifically remember her saying, I want to make an ornament for you, but I want to know your favorite colors. And so by the time we got to me and my favorite colors were to no one's surprise, pink and purple, I was actually told, no, you can't have those for favorite colors because these three girls did. So you can have blue. And I was like, okay, you know, like, what am I going to say to this elderly teacher who wants to make me a knitted project? Like, thank you. And also, okay, thanks for missing the fact that I had an opinion. And this is so small compared to like, I shared my mom's story, but these are little pieces that you carry forward. And I will be honest today. We had tuck and glow with pure bar and I literally put on the bright pink and purple. And I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to wear these. Like, I didn't say that out loud, but I was like, like, I'm not supposed to wear these colors. Like we incorporate messages that we don't even realize sometimes. I actually do realize this one because I have a whole poem I wrote about this whole pink thing. Um, I took that one with me and I was like, yes, I'm going to wear pink, whatever color I want. But like, this is what we do when we're learning who we are is we say like, I'm really noticing that I'm allowed to have some both and I'm allowed to be fun and intellectual. I'm allowed to wear pink, but also black like my grandma. If you read my book or are reading my book, you'll get to that funny story. But it's I can see why she wore black. Let me put it this way, because she was tired of people opining about who she was and wasn't. And uh, she needed to find a through line that she could relate to with her uh, sadness of losing people and, and all she went through. And so I can see why sometimes people, even in your life, why you might give up sometimes and say, like, I don't need for people to know me. Vulnerability and authenticity are for the birds. They hurt. And they do. I want to tell you that they do, but it hurts more to hide who you really are. Because if you show up with who you really are, you're going to find your people just like I did through my life. And hopefully you have too. But even more now, you might be a person who's like, ever since COVID, I have not had a good social time. Um, I'm telling stories about myself that are just downgrading and making me feel bad or 
I can't handle the both and. I have to put myself in a box of my type. If I know I'm an eight, that's all I'm going to be. Um, don't do that. Allow yourself to have some, uh, some color, some hue to who you are. There's so many overlays as I share in my book. Like you're not just a seven or a two or a three. You are your name, your legacy, your personhood, your culture. Uh, so much of your generation, you are so much more than those around you because you're you and you have this unique biochemistry as well. And then you and your spouse, if you're partnered, have this overlay as well that you've created together and you've changed and shaped and grown one another. But if you don't tell them who you are, that's really hard to come through with your marriage mission. So this first step of really finding your mission is getting to know your personality type and all of its glories and downfalls and just to love yourself anyway. Um, One of my favorite verses to reflect on, I think of it often, is um, I notice it's also in Justin Davis's book that we're going to be reflecting on on Wednesday with him. Um, But You know, in our weakness, God's power is made perfect. And that is just something I've shared here before, but I hold to it because I realize that, you know, it is hard to be authentic when we're also being authentic about some of our downfalls because we're like, oh, like, I don't think people would really like this about me. And it's like, they may not, but they still love you if they're part of your community. And we can change friends sometimes, right? Because sometimes friends are like, I can walk with you for this journey or this part of the journey, but it's okay if we don't share a lot of the same through lines together. We can be, uh, love each other from afar, be acquaintances, um, and, and other friends will stick with you forever. You know, like my friend, Stacy, we're so different from each other. Uh, she's a two, I'm a seven and there's a million more differences besides for that, but we love each other as friends. And we've just, I mean, that's almost like the only thing we've had in common. And you've heard her on this podcast a couple of times, like we're friends and, and we're deep friends. And she, in my book, I talk about how she cried for me when I couldn't cry for myself. And that's beautiful, frankly, to have a friend who would love me like that. And it's very, um, humbling. It's, it's just amazing that I have somebody like that, but but we're not the same. And we've had to take some deep breaths along the way and say like, you know, this is not always easy to be in close relationship with you because sometimes we irritate each other. Or um, for me, she would have times where I don't talk as much because I'm a seven and I'm thinking a lot or um, in my work a lot. And for her, um, so funny, while I was recording this, I could see that she was actually voxering me. Um, She has learned that if she wants to get a hold of me, she voxers me. And that's a nice audio way for us to chat. Um, And I'm really good with email. Um, but I love her and that's what I do for her is I take time for those messages because I love hearing her heart and I love knowing who she is, even though we're different and we can be that iron sharpening iron because we have allowed ourselves to be uniquely who we are. And that's what I want you to be brave for as you're plugging this part of yourself in to say, I'm nuancing who I am and I'm also allowing myself to still be evolving. Uh, We know this neuroplasticity neurogenesis is absolutely essential to healthy living. And as a baseline, I don't want you to forget, even though here I am in book season, I don't want you to forget the 
baseline of time to yourself here to process with God, time to get your fitness, time to uh, think about what healthy foods you're putting in your body, times with your spouse where you guys are not only connecting on a fun activities level for at least six hours a week, but hopefully also doing some dreaming together and sharing some of these early stories like the ones I shared today. And I think that would be just a great place for you to journey with me in through this week with um, is to just take these baseline wonderful survival tactics and move yourself up to thriving more by getting to know yourself better to say baseline, I need the self-care and I need a healthy community that really knows who I am. So this week I'm going to be brave and honest about who that is. And I'm going to tell some stories with my spouse about my past. Maybe this will be a week where you even open up about something you haven't shared for a while in the name of healthy authenticity. Now, notice I didn't say tell every possible thing you're thinking, but what are the key pieces of your life right now? What are the key things that keep arising that you want to do? If your spouse isn't really good at this, you might even help them through this process. I know Wes doesn't give himself much permission for exploring who he is or his story. And I like to help encourage that in him. And I like to help encourage him right now. I'm like five minutes a day for your core and also five minutes a day for writing, because that's something that during my writing process, he's been like, I want to write. And I'm like, okay, you can write too, but you don't have to do it for a long, long time. Even for me, I always would say if I'm in a writing season, just start with five minutes. And usually that five will lead to another five and another five and another five. And pretty soon, of course, when I'm book writing, you know, you're writing for hours sometimes, but starting with five minutes gives you that permission to say, okay, I get it. I can't just ask myself to do something really scary and hard without a soft startup. So give your spouse and yourself that space to just journal for five minutes or let them know that you are interested in having a deep conversation, but then don't take it for too long or too hard. Don't push people. But if you do need extra time this week and you're trying to become more authentic and trying to learn who you are and what your marriage mission is, then I encourage you to take the extra pieces to God because I don't think another person can fully hold that for us. I think that God is the one who can do that. And when we're in our lament, when we're feeling like nobody gets me fully and I'm grieving something that happened, I think that spouses can hold a lot of that. I'll even just say a lot. Um, Kids, hopefully not having to hold all that for you, but maybe a little bit. Friends, same thing. Maybe they can hold some of it too. You heard me say about Stacy crying. Um, But the truth is God is the one who can hold it all with you. So it'll be harder if you don't have a faith life. It might have to be that actual faith and just putting it out there before God, before your creator to say, I am here, here's where I'm at, and here's what I'm discovering about myself or rediscovering as I come back into who my, uh, you know, my early self wanted to be or my giftings. And um, I think that'll be a powerful journey for you as you're looking to find your marriage mission because you've got to put your gifts together with your spouse. But if you haven't taken the time to really hone what are my gifts, 
then it's going to be harder. I mean, I it's our life is hard already sometimes, but I know my gifts and I can give you that, that it's so much easier when you do. I'm like, I'm the gentle spirit. I have the seven gift of joy, the four gift of depth and the nine gift of wanting to bring peace to the couples I work with and to you out there listening. I always want to have peace for you too in my voice and in whatever I bring to you. Um, and those three things make up what I care so deeply and passionately about. And I would do anything to share those gifts. I feel like I'll be interested my whole life in doing that um, in whatever capacity I can, even though I'm like so bummed. I'm like, oh my gosh, my kids are growing up and like that's going to be a hard thing to watch happen. But I have an awareness of who I am even outside of them. And so don't just wear the one hat. Allow there to be some both and allow yourself to have some conversation and some baseline uh, marriage regrouping and conversations. Um, Take some deep breaths with me this week. If you're like, I'm scared to ask or to reveal, just share a tiny bit, you know, let your spouse in a little bit more. And also if they rub up against you and say, I don't like who you are, this is a really good time to get coaching or counseling help because that is real, right? That is the shadows and why people write me and say, oh, like you're meeting me in the shadows. Like, I don't know if it was church hurt. I don't know if it was cultural hurt. I don't know if it's extended family. I don't know if it's an affair, whatever it is, you need support to walk through to see what you guys can do to heal. And there is healing available. I know it's a journey. What isn't, you know, the hard is what makes it worth it. If you read my book and see the Tom Hanks quote from a league of their own that Hannah loves that quote so much, you know, that anything we do that's hard is, you know, usually going to wind up beautiful. And so know that, um, marriage isn't always hard. You know, I saw that comment today too, as we close that marriage is not always hard. Sometimes it's just glorious, just beautiful. And you don't want to hear this overlay of like, oh my gosh, marriage sucks after, you know, a few months, years, um, let your marriage story be yours. But also I just don't want you to feel alone. If you're like, uh, we did hit a wall. It is hard. There's things I don't like about their gifts because I believe that if you share that in a healthy space, as well as with God, that you'll also come back to the rhythm that I always remind you of here on this podcast. If you've been listening for a while, I always say, have your lament, then come into gratitude and healthy planning. And sure enough, you'll find there's beautiful things about your life, your family, your spouse, whatever it is plaguing you. But getting that on your knees, on your hands, on that pillow, whatever it is, man, that's going to be powerful. And just try to look at what are these stories of hiding. I'm literally thinking of my grandma hiding Catholic stuff from my mom and her hiding Protestant stuff. And even though I landed more on the Protestant side, like, you know what? Grandma helped me to see that having a a reverent, sober faith was part of my story too. And I really like going into churches when I see them in big cities and lighting a candle for um, people. And just, I like that reverence. Um, I like that, um, that deep care and the solace with God. And maybe you have things that you have seen your family layers do to you too. And you're like, this was hard. I got this from them, this from them. And just know that it's a beautiful package in you and just know that your kids, your family, your spouse, they're all learning things from you too. And we want to take the best from each and every person who mentored us and who gave to us and the things that don't fit from our spouse or from others, don't wear it. 
Don't wear what isn't yours. Don't wear what isn't healthy. What isn't going to serve the generations that you're going to influence in this season of life where you're really trying to make sure you have generativity versus stagnation, right? And where you have intimacy versus isolation. These are the stages we're in guys. So we've got to move toward that and find the good and lean into that good. Even when there's trauma, even when there's hardship. So I know there'll be some of both in your life this week. I can't wait to talk with Justin Davis about his book. Being authentic is greater than being perfect. Uh, being real is greater than being perfect. Um, but remember integrity with that authenticity. So you can do beautiful things in the world as I know you are. And thank you for reading with me. I'm so excited. We're delving into stories this whole season. It's October. It's a great time for storytelling. And you might've seen on uh, Instagram, but we're running it today and tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, I'll announce the winners, but we have two people who are going to win an audiobook.com copy of the Enneagram and Marriage, Your Guide to Thriving Together and Your Unique Pairing. So excited. I love Rosemary Benson's reading of it. And also you are going to get one of our mystery dinner games it's October and we have so much fun with our spooky season and just making people laugh. It's actually all about bringing light to a dark world. Um, and I really am hoping that you can be the winner of that. So make sure you enter the contest on Instagram. I'm so grateful we get to have some fun together too. And hopefully you'll have a fun week too. I have my Taylor Swift bracelet on because my daughter's having me go to the era's um, movie with her. Mine says midnights. Um, but she's uh, so many girls. There were like so many little girls giving away friendship bracelets and singing at the top of their lungs in the movie theater. So I'm like, oh, I'm all about that. I got to go to homecoming with Hannah this week at her college and Jack's soccer game. So whew, I am out there with you guys, but I know this is a season that will not be here forever. So I'm soaking it up, having fun contests with you and working on being authentic this week, especially digging deeper with you here. So thank you for doing this work with me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.